0: So in the past four years, I've been to 40 countries. I just think there's more to life than your current environment. Travel, any country, I always try to, whenever I see anyone that's black, naturally, I'll even nod my head, spot them. Whether they acknowledge me or not, I Just I just feel like we're in this together, no matter where we are in the world.
1: Welcome to travel tuesday's happy hour where we introduce dope people doing dope things from around the world my brother my brother can you yourself?
0: um hello my name is oshane i live in london i am 26 years old and i currently run fat men traveling on instagram
1: awesome awesome so what do you do
0: well my day job is i'm a technology man- manager And one of the blessings of my job, it allows me to travel around the world. So in the past four years, I've been to 40 countries and many cities around Asia and many cities around Europe and America as well. So this is the job that I've always wanted to get whilst I was studying throughout university. So I'm happy I managed to get this job at such a young age.
1: Oh, that's amazing. You said 40 countries in the last four years.
0: Yeah, yeah. So my dream job was to always find a job that has technology and uh, traveling. I didn't want it to be like just a social, I don't want to be a social media influencer where I get paid for hotels yet. But my main purpose was to do technology events around the world. And luckily, I managed to get that job.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So what got you into traveling in the first place, like outside of work?
0: Yeah, I just think there's more to life than your current environment. And I was so restricted. So for I think the first 16 to 17 years of my life, I actually couldn't travel. Uh, so I didn't have certain documents whilst I was in the UK. Uh, but luckily through circumstances, I now have a British citizenship naturalization where I can now travel around the world. So whilst I was at school, there was many school trips to Disneyland, Paris, Germany and I couldn't go on any trip because I didn't have certain documents so when my friends would say why are you not coming to Disneyland I always have to find an excuse so the day I finally managed to get my passport and citizenship I just I didn't waste no time any flight I found I just went I didn't care about cost anything I didn't care if it was a hostel I just needed to just explore but I felt like I missed out a huge chunk of my life at such an early age.
1: So, um, if you don't mind me asking, where are you and your family from?
0: So, we're originally born in Jamaica. Oh. Okay. But, okay. but now, okay. now we now we live in, in England now.
1: That's amazing. So, yeah. I, that's actually a city I want to come visit because <laughs> I know there's a huge West Indian uh, influence. Um, yeah. There's some areas with a huge West Indian influence. So, um, I will... Definitely be hitting you up, be like, yo, where do yeah. I go? Because I know you're yeah. probably not gonna be there when I come visit. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, hey bro, where do I go from here? Yeah. Um, so that's what's up. That's what's up. And um, so from so you were born in Jamaica, moved to London, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, all of this, um, what keeps you mo- what keeps you moving? Like you've seen forty countries in the last four years. I'm trying yeah. to see forty by the time I turn forty. So yeah. You kind of surpassed me there. Um, what keeps
0: <laughs> you wanting to keep going? All right, so I was actually speaking to my girlfriend about this. So we was thinking that when we do have a baby, eventually, it's going to get to a stage where I say to my son or daughter, we've been there already. Let's go somewhere else. So that could be an issue. But what keeps me going is learning new cultures, trying new food. So I would say I'm not a boring traveler. I think people that just go to five-star hotels only, I find that a bit boring. So I will go to five-star hotels sometimes, but sometimes I don't mind staying in a hostel, meeting new people, getting new friends, and trying uh, low-budget foods and stuff like that. So I just want to see new cultures, meet new people, try new things. And there's not a lot of plus-size brothers that actually travel around the world, and document these stuff. So that leads right. me to the point of creating our social media platform for it.
1: That's amazing, because because that's one of the things that actually drew me to your page, right? Yeah. And it wasn't no like, you know, fully clothed shirts, you yeah. know, it was just mm. all out there. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, body positivity, um, promoting um, people who more so wouldn't. Because if you look at the rest of these social media pages, you know it, it makes put me little people like me well, not little, but
0: people yeah, like yeah. me to
1: shame. Like, if I ain't got a six pack and have <laughs> you know, and, and, and then pecs, I, I don't need to take my shirt off. Yeah,
0: and, yeah, yeah, you know, what I
1: liked about your page was that you know, everybody you post looked comfortable being themselves, mm. yeah, um, and were unapologetically themselves. And I like what you're doing about the positivity Saturdays too,
0: mm-hmm. which mm-hmm.
1: you're bringing everybody into the mix. So, let's talk about you know you mentioned that but let's talk about like you know the the social media page itself like okay. tell me some more about that
0: yeah so i started the page in april it was such a last year april 2019 it was such a sporadic i never made a business plan for it i never thought about it literally i was just sitting there one day on my phone and thought is there a space for plus size guys that like to travel or they may have issues because When I'm scrolling on my social media feed, I see a lot of plus size women, which is great, traveling, flaunting their body, having fun, turning up. But I don't see any plus size guys doing this thing. So I thought I literally searched for hashtags. I couldn't find any hashtags. I searched for Instagram page, couldn't find YouTube, uh, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter. I couldn't find anything. And I thought that was quite ridiculous. Maybe I'm not searching the right hashtags. I spent like a whole like five hours trying to find plus size guys traveling, couldn't find it anywhere. And that's what made me decide to start this, this pl- platform, because I believe there's plus size guys out there that want to travel or they do travel. But maybe they tend to hide behind the camera or if they do take photos, they don't post it because they're scared that they're going to get fat shamed or maybe people don't like it or because there's not a backing for it. That is why they didn't post it. But now I find that more and more plus size guys are wanting to go on our page now. They're literally begging, please, you you said that last week you'd post me, but you haven't posted me yet. I'm like, I do have a day job too. <laughs> so now I've started to schedule in a few posts now. So I use like an app called Plannerly and I try to like schedule posts well in advance.
1: That's amazing because it's, it's... um you know, it's it's, you grew starting like with your own stuff, which you were making people like, all right, well, this guy's all over the place doing him, having fun. And then once you started to add in more and more people, I started seeing your page grow a lot faster in a sense where, you know, you, like you said, you gave people a platform to really be like, all right, I could flex out here with everything, belly hanging out, because, you know, Rick Ross then made the big boys look sexy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it's, a, it's it's great to see such um, such positivity come out of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I like what you're doing with your positive Saturdays and showcasing everybody. You know? Just making yeah. sure that a good vibe out there because that's what we need right now.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? And I think, and again, a lot of plus size guys, they feel like I can't show my body until I have a lot of wealth and richness for you to then approve me. If I'm rich like Rick Ross or DJ Khaled, you can laugh at my body. I'm rich though. But if I am like middle class or maybe I'm poor or I'm average, you have more weight to stand on. I can't flaunt anything else on you. But once, right. they, get, once they get more confidence in themselves, then they're okay to show their body regardless of how much money they have now. And I find that once we started posting more guys with topless or enjoying themselves, more people are more confident enough to then ask him to post their stuff on our page as well.
1: So now do you see a lot of people posting more and more men posting than they would have before?
0: Yeah. And I still, there is some men that will, it's a bit weird, but maybe it's not weird. They will send their picture to us to post it, but they won't post it on their own platform. And I'm like, but people might still find it. (laughs) But eventually they're transitioning over to now posting it on their own page. And I'll even share what they posted on their own page. And that gives them a bit more confidence as well and now we've got a facebook group. that's dope that's amazing yeah that's amazing so um so so what are your
1: so you've done at least in the last four years 40 countries but probably a whole lot more yeah. before that like what's been like from the time you were like i bet i could get my own ticket and go yeah. what's been your like top five countries to visit
0: uh top five i would say the first one which i am moving to next year fingers crossed COVID 19 Uh, is Thailand. That drop-down dead is the best country I've ever been to. Not only because it's cheap, uh, but because there are so much things to do, you can live like a king there because of the exchange rate. Food is nice. Many beaches. So Thailand, I would say, obviously, I have to say Jamaica. Jamaica is a beautiful place. However, it's quite expensive. Um, Budapest in Europe, very nice place. Um, They have uh, outside... uh, thermal bath, uh, where it's literally hot. And I think there's 18 swimming pools, about 18 euros. So Jamaica, Budapest, Thailand, where else would I say? America, the whole of America is beautiful. America and the fried chicken is the one. <laughs> uh, one more place. You want the
1: Popeyes, you want yeah. the, the, the KFC, yeah. you want the, uh, whatchamacallit. So you posted recently, um, which two-for-two two is your best... uh Was that two-for-two two or two-for-five deals? Was so your, like, <laughs> Yeah, favorite. yeah, yeah. And that page blew up.
0: That page <laughs> yeah, blew yeah. Up. <laughs> I was like, i could not but these big guys are going <laughs> to laugh Yeah, <at> yeah. <laughs> you know, because I think like that American fried chicken is, like, the best. I tried to copy it in the UK, but I can't. And I'm just hoping that one day Popeyes will come to UK, but they're not so here the, yet.
1: So the problem is, it's not that... um uh Europe and the rest of (laughs) the world um value nutrition right Mm -hmm. and so they actually take ingredients out of the ingredients from here when they send it out that way so when we come to you we're like yo this Popeyes this KFC this Taco Bell this McDonald's tastes different like the food it's like night and day and Mm -hmm. like it's it's bad to the point where even little kids notice that the food tastes different
0: yeah, and uh, in the UK, they've tried to add, like, certain taxes. So if you want, like, a Coke, Coca-Cola, they... What's going on, travel fam? If you ever thought about starting a podcast, check out Anchor.
1: Anchor is free. Anchor will provide you tools to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast to multiple streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you
0: need right in one app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Increase the price or if you go to like McDonald's in UK, I think all of the fizzy drinks are now sugar free. So there are a mm-hmm. lot of different tastes. In, and if you go to Jamaica, the KFC tastes 10 times better there compared to the UK. And that's known worldwide. So oh wow, that's each, amazing! Each, each branch has different uh, tastes, things like that.
1: Yeah, because um, I, w- I took my mom to Paris a couple years ago for her birthday, and one of the things that we noticed was there was a barcode on the on uh, soda, mm. soda cups, and so you can only you can't refill unless you buy another one, and yeah. it's pre portioned.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Wow, wow. <laughs> so, so how are big guys living out there? Because you guys got to yeah. buy multiple portions. In order yeah. to get more than a, what,
0: 16 ounce? Yeah, exactly. And I think that, again, obvious, for obvious reasons, America's more accepting for plus-size people. So if I was to fly to America, it's easier to get clothing. But in the UK, it's a bit more difficult. I think there's like one or two shops in London where plus-size guys can get clothing from in physical, in person. Oh, wow. if, you're, if you're a plus-size guy, most of the time you have to order online. You can't walk into a store and buy clothing. Very, very rare. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So um,
1: do you still have a bucket list? Because, I mean, you've done seen a lot. And yeah. you've been to a lot of dope places. So yeah. is there still a bucket list on, on for
0: you? Uh, I, I've never actually thought about a bucket list. I literally just want to go everywhere. And when I travel, I don't only like to go to the city. I like to go to rural areas as well. Like there was a Budapest video I did where I actually went to a legal train spot. It's like to do with like the Soviet Union and the army in Budapest. Type of. And I, I visited it at night. It was like, you're not allowed to go. But I just said, you know what? There's no plus size guys doing this. Let me just go there and see what it's like. So I just think like just go into every country that I can go to and experience different things. I haven't got I must do this. I must do that. Okay. So I'm going to kind of shift the conversation yeah. a little bit to
1: the kind of elephant in the room, right? Um, there's two things um, kind of civil unrest in the United States, and how do you guys see this? And so let me take it a couple steps back. Racism occurs everywhere in the world. Some places it's overt, some places just blatant. Um, I've experienced overt in Europe. And that's kind of all over Europe, right? We're not mm-hmm. racist, but yeah. the way they treat you, the way they talk to you, um, is just you can tell that there's something there. How are how are you seeing and relating to the unrest here um, as it relates to you know being a for- foreigner, but you're still yes. part of the diaspora?
0: Yeah, uh, one thing, especially with black people, when I travel any country I always try to whenever I see anyone that's black naturally I'll even nod my head spot them whether they acknowledge me or not just I just feel like we're in this together no matter where we are in the world so I always try to acknowledge people in regards to racism I don't know if it's because of my size or maybe sometimes I could look intimidating but I don't think I've experienced any direct racism like blunt racism only Poland that's the only country i've experienced direct racism like blatant like racism beautiful place but for the, for me that's the only place i've all the places i've been to where i've experienced racism me and my friends one of my friends got attacked randomly and i was like wow. i ain't going to prison we ain't going to prison just let the person just let the person punch you let's take the l and just walk wow. away that's but, crazy. But other countries have experienced indirect racism where I'm blatantly not getting served. And I don't know why I'm here before many other people. I'm not getting served. and am being treated differently. So, but I don't make racism effects stop me from visiting a place. If people beforehand, a few of my friends said Poland's a racist place. I said, I need to go there and add it to my list. If I experience racism, i I address it in two ways if it gets like very very personal, maybe get the police involved or self defense but I'm not going to get let the history of somewhere prevent me from exploring a beautiful place so that that's how I feel but there are some people that says no ex country so racist I'm never visiting but I'm completely different from that
1: so do you find it that um uh the minorities in the u k or eu Um, are in solidarity with those that are experiencing what we're experiencing here? Or is it more of a disconnect?
0: I would definitely say, like, race. I think racism is everywhere. But I think it's more, not made prominent or more shown in the US. But, like, what the police do or what we see on the internet in America, that would never happen on that scale in the UK. Cross fingers there are uh, UK police officers that may have like killed someone by like stepping on them or handling them a certain way or pushing them but we've never had like a police officer put like their knee on the person's neck to the point that they've killed them or point blatantly shoot someone for no particular reason I think America's very extreme so like my mom doesn't even like me traveling to America for work she's like don't go don't go but I just feel like if I if my work's there, I I need to go, and there's gonna be racism everywhere. So you just have to deal with it on a case by case basis, really. And also,
1: the the differences is the gun laws between Europe and here are totally yeah. different, right? I I, not every I, I country can't understand allow,
0: that.
1: Yeah. yeah, not every country allow their civil service people, whether police, or not to carry guns. Yeah. So yeah. that's a major difference. Um, in how people
0: react to yeah a lot of people so, yeah, also laugh a- sorry I, I'll also a lot of people laugh, laugh a lot of people laugh at the UK police officers they say "Ah, oh, compared to American police officers they're soft because what happens is if I'm physical to a police officer they'll either try push me to the ground or if it gets worse they'll use a taser we have different kind of police officers. We have community officers which just patrol the streets, they have no guns, they just have a, a, a metal stick or a baton. And then we have police on horse and things, and they don't have guns. We have another police uh, force which are only called out if a gun is suspected. But I believe all American police officers have guns, and that's what makes it a bit more scary. If I jaywalk, if I walk across the road when it's just turning red, would I get arrested for this? So people feel more scared than America compared to anywhere else. Oh, wow, thanks, thanks for sharing that. Um, and I want to step to the other elephant in the room,
1: COVID, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm crushed because I was supposed to be hitting about five countries this year. Mm-hmm. And every month I'm experiencing yeah. a cancellation. Um, and that's just selfish, me being selfish about that. Yeah. but. Um, how has it impacted where you are Um, and how are you dealing with the
0: new norm quick question where are you based by the way I'm not sure I'm in New Jersey oh New Jersey ah love that place as well (laughs) Um, for me COVID is very upsetting I understand a lot of people are dying but I feel like some things are very confusing for me so in the UK if you take the bus or the train you have to wear a mask if police catch you you, you have to pay a hundred pounds, which is like one hundred and thirty dollars, US dollars. Fine. However, I can go to the bar or I can go to the pub and drink alcohol and I don't need to wear a mask. So why do I need to wear a mask on a train, but not in a more social settings like a pub or a bar? So that's very confusing for a lot of people. In regards to traveling, it has made me feel a bit confused as in what can I do? because I was supposed to go to uh, Africa in July, August, that's all cancelled. And I've always wanted to go Africa. So that's cancelled. In regards to the new norm of going shopping centre, sometimes I leave my house to go to the mall or the shopping centre. I forget my face mask. So I have to go back home, or I have to go to the shop and buy another one. So that that is a bit like a bit annoying for me as well. But the ability not to travel to certain countries right now is a bit frustrating for me.
1: Okay. And so, um, right now, um, are you seeing the increasing cases like we're seeing it here in the United States? Or is it just because I, I think there's two narratives, right? There's yeah. the United States narrative, which is the biggest bullhorn, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we announce everything. Mm. And then there's everybody else who keeps their issues silent. Um, <laughs> yeah not to get you in trouble, but I mean, do you feel as though that they're keeping the new cases or the increase in cases silent um, and just handling it in-house or is it just not really the same?
0: Uh, So I think a few weeks ago it was going down, but now there has been like a rapid rise again. So now the government is changing the amount of people that can see each other. So before you can get 10 friends together and have a drink in a park and relax. But now the government has changed it to six, six people. And if I was to have a house party now, the government will fine me 10,000 pounds or 11,000 US dollars if you have a house party. But I do think like the numbers are a bit confusing. One minute is ridiculously high, next minute is low. And I just think like, I just don't think like the numbers are as accurate. And sometimes they might just be talking about this amount of people have caught it, compared to this amount of people have died from it. And if I cough today and just say my throat's hurting, I have a feeling the government will say I've got COVID.
1: Right. That's that's definitely something that um, you know is 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 hard because you don't want to go out in public. Like if your throat could scratch,
0: yeah, you're like, <clears throat> yeah, that's Everybody another thing. turns
1: around to yeah. look at you to see who's, who's in that a- cough.
0: That's a new thing again. Sorry to cut you again. Before COVID, if you cough on a train, everyone would just continue reading. The other day, like I think I ate something like a crisp or something, or chips—you call it in America—I got on a train and my throat was itching. I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to cough because I know that everyone is going to look at me. So I was trying to contain it for like two more stops. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it anymore. And then and then I coughed because what was stuck in my throat, literally five people, they left, they went other side of the train. And I just think, guys, it's not that deep. My throat was just itching. <laughs> so now no one trusts anyone. Yeah, for real. I mean, it's it's hard
1: because it's like the the multiple degrees of separation and the people you hang with hang with other people who hang yeah. with other people, then that... You know that 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 becomes very like, unless you are literally quarantined and never leave yeah. your house. That's the only time you can be truly truly safe and and not yeah. worry. So it, yeah. it's that's crazy. So I want to get off of that and then we come back to some good stuff. So like yeah. you've traveled to forty countries. You mentioned early um, about like hostels, um, possibly like Airbnbs, and just finding you know, getting there and enjoying the experience. Like, what are some tips that you would give, like, a newbie traveler, either there or here, like, on how to get started? Because I think I think you're an advantage, right? Well, mm. I guess we would both say we're in advantages, right? Yeah, yeah. You're in an area where you can literally hop country to country to country, right? Yeah. Um, you know, for us, we would have to go to state to state to
0: state. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and so, um, you would love, like, people on your position would be like, all right, I want to see all of the United States. I want to mm-hmm. see all of Europe. Yeah, um, yeah. What would be the, so let's say a young man or woman in, in the UK, what would you tell them to say, hey, you know, um, how to get started? Because people people forget that, like, hey, back home, we got all these, we got all, I'm learning more, like, I've traveled to six different states in the United States since covid <laughs> just because i can't go anywhere yeah mm -hmm. and our states would be kind of i mean not as equivalent but kind of like going to brussels or going to Mm. belgium or going to because you guys have transportation that's so interconnected yeah so like what would be a tip that you would give um somebody starting off
0: uh it all depends on what your budget is and the type of traveler you are. like again i have some friends that have been to like 10 countries but all 10 countries are all-inclusive five-star hotels. Me, I try to do, I'm more about quantity rather than full quality, for example. So I would tell them to look on Skyscanner and pick a, I wouldn't say pick a specific date. I would say pick a specific month. And then you can compare the flights based on each day. So for example, you might fly out on Thursday and spend $200 to go to a country. But if you flew out on Friday morning, your flight could be $100. So I'd say have some form of flexibility. And for example, in November, I traveled around Europe and I literally done single tickets everywhere. Single flight from London to France, France to Germany. So you just have to be more flexible in your approach when it comes to traveling as well.
1: I agree with you because I did the... Um, so I did Oktoberfest last year, which was nice, interesting. So I did <laughs> Oktoberfest. So I went to Germany, um, uh, Prague, Vienna, mm-hmm. Budapest, and then came home from um, uh, Portugal. Nice. And so we did all of that via Flixbus. Yeah. Right? Yes. So we got on the Flixbus, you know, however long that trip is, mm-hmm. but like in each location, we stayed at Airbnb's. And so yeah. between the six of us, we split it. And then my round trip flight um, from here to uh, Munich and then from Munich, from Budapest back was like, I think, 400 bucks.
0: Yeah. Do you so, use credit cards?
1: Well, I, I definitely agree. And and the thing is, I'm all about doing like the multiple city trips. Because if I'm in Europe, I yeah. might as well visit multiple cities as opposed to just mm-hmm. sitting in the same one yeah. for a whole
0: Yeah, I think that's very key as well, because when I went to my first time in America two years ago, my original flight was from London to New York. But I said, I'm not traveling all that way. I want to go Canada as well. There's no point going London to New York this time and then going to Canada next year. I might as well go to New York and take an hour or three hour flight to Canada. So I just did that as well. I hopped along. Uh, Another tip as well is sometimes get non-direct flights. So, for example, I can travel from London to Thailand. Let's say seven hundred bucks, for example, or I can go from London to Dubai, spend two to three days there, then go to Thailand, and that could be equivalent to the same price, but I'm doing two countries. Well. Yep, yep,
1: yeah. That's that's been my mo is how many countries can I visit in a particular in a particular region yeah. um, versus. Um, just doing that because, like, my Asian trip, I'm just thinking Japan, China, um, <laughs> yeah. Indonesia. Like, I literally, so like this year before COVID hit, I literally was gonna plan a trip around the world, yeah, start in mm-hmm. New York, actually, start from California, from well, New York to California, to Japan, to China, and then like down around Indonesia, and then mm-hmm. back into Africa, up into yeah. London, and then back home. How and, much is
0: that gonna cost?
1: it was going to cost around $2,200 flights alone. (laughs) Um, And so that was cheap compared to all my trips that I've been doing. And then um, I have a timeshare that would have allowed me to be able to use points to book for hotels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and most of the hotels would have been either free or very low cost. So I was looking at maybe a total of like maybe 3,000 to 3,500 just to travel around the world in about, you know, Three to four
0: weeks. Yeah. So, Some people spend that on one country. I yeah, don't understand yeah. why.
1: Well, I, I i did that. So, like, I did Yacht Week in Croatia, and that was okay. It. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. It,
1: it's, it's one of those where it's like sometimes, like, sometimes you want to have a bang trip. Mm-hmm. And so, my bang trip last year, we did Yacht Week, a bunch of us on a boat, enjoyed yeah. ourselves all week, you know, everything mm-hmm. paid for. We got a skipper, we got a host all we okay. had to worry about is waking up and drinking you know yeah what I mean? yeah 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 <laughs> so so sometimes you got to splurge a little um, Yeah. and you know it's 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 definitely it's definitely one of those things where it's like i, I think people um I, I like your point about like don't worry about the five star cuz the five-star could take you out of seeing two, three countries.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? like the Flixbus, there are many travelers that would say, no, I'm too well-dressed to be going on a Flixbus. But me, if this Flixbus could be 100 bucks cheaper or 60, 70 pounds cheaper for an extra three-hour journey, I'll just sleep through it or I'll do some work through the journey. But some people, they don't care about that.
1: Uh, I mean, the FlixBus wasn't three hours, but we were all on a budget. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: I spent most of my money in Oktoberfest, so we we knew what it was going to be like. We knew what our budget was going for, yeah. and it was an intentional budget trip because we okay. want to have the biggest bang. We did like the baths in Budapest. We did the uh, beer bath. Um, we did the beer bath. The the beer bath over in the um, the bathhouse. Um, we ate all like I, I, I want to say Prague was my favorite city, um, and Budapest probably second.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but but yeah, so um, but yeah, so so what do you have coming up? Like, what are some things that uh you have coming up that you might want people to know? About?
0: Uh, well, like with F uh, Fatman traveling, I, because of COVID, I've tried to try find more ways of making money online. So one of the ways I make money online is through teaching English because I, I was doing that sometimes when I was traveling. But in regards to Fat Man traveling, I'm just trying to revamp my YouTube. I, got, I was excited when I just started YouTube, but then it kind of like faded away. I kind it's of, a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I think if I got a camera and literally just spoke about anything, that is easy. But to edit, you're jumping off a boat, you're going here – Takes a bit more work, but I really wanted to show plus size guys that we can do that. Um, Many, many plus size guys are asking me to create a trip, a group trip. They literally on our Facebook group every day, they're asking, can you organize a group trip for all of us? We need to go out together after COVID. So that's something I'm definitely considering uh, to do. And I'm trying to revamp our merchandise that we have as well.
1: Yeah, I think that would definitely be dope because there's a lot of people that are in that boat that would definitely love to like, there are other influencers that I would say would definitely assist with that. Yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed is that um, if you set up a trip, I mean, if you build it, they will come like a better, you know, better, better statement, yeah. but it's one of those situations where, um, for example, the yacht week that is going on next year that was supposed to go on this year um they made a black yacht week where it literally will be a bunch of black um travel guides and companies yeah. working together to create a hip-hop week because yeah. usually Yacht Week it's EDM uh maybe one hip-hop night and you know you're just you're just floating around with the rest of the white people right mm-hmm. yeah but this yeah. time they're making it such that it's like it's almost all black yeah, ah, that's and that's ways. almost yeah. uncalled. Yeah, that's yeah. almost unthought of. Yeah. So um that that definitely would be dope. And like I said, reach out to some of the other influencers. Maybe you don't have to do it all yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: just collabo with other people because you know the thing for us right now is we got to work with one another to make sure that we can get to where we want to go. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. I think you know people
1: can see the value in, in working with you
0: so Yeah, and I think, uh, not to be like big-headed, but I think I found a very good niche that no one has touched. So plus size mm-hmm. guys. So I think I definitely not used Nick it to his full potential yet. And I think, because I have no experience in this, I literally just started it off and it just went places. So I need to sit down, get to the drawing board. What else can I do? Um, but the events is something that definitely needs to happen because I can't even find... A plus size only, yacht party or a uh, travel thing that we can do. As well,
1: Listen, so. you get it. You get a couple of you fellas on a boat for yacht week. Listen, yeah, yeah. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's gonna be. Look, you gonna you gonna be you gonna see a, a whole lot of difference. But mm. I do look forward to seeing you guys do more. But once again, I I definitely appreciate you for jumping on. Um, you are my first, actually my second international guest. So uh, I really thank you, man. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. um, and, um, you know, I, I love to to keep this going. If you know anybody else that would be interested in doing this, yeah, please, please feel free to let me know. Send them to my page, because um, I think a lot of people get intimidated by these conversations. Yeah. So <laughs> I really want people to realize, look, this is just a chill convo between yeah. two people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. One more thing. A lot of people are telling me I need to start doing Instagram lives, but I get a bit, I'm a confident person, but when it's live, I get a bit nervous, but I think I need listen, to talk on more topics.
1: Oh, I, and I, I, I agree. Like I, I started this all under COVID mm. and I'm the type of person usually behind the camera, yeah. not in front of it. Yeah. So to be in front of the camera interview people is brand new to me. And so it's one of those things where the more you do it, the more comfortable you get doing it. Okay. And yeah. people will definitely start gravitating towards it. So I think start interviewing some more big fellas on your live, okay. just getting them on there, yeah. um, doing promo, them helping you with promo. Um, that's kind of how I got started. Okay. And believe me, like if you are genuine as you are right now, yeah. I don't see a reason why people wouldn't want to jump on your live. with yeah. you.
0: Yeah. This way is OK, but. I need to be, I need to learn how to be the person asking the questions. That's what I need to work on.
1: Listen, let's let's talk offline. I got you. I got you. I got the yeah, yeah. work up. <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah. well, once I again, thank it. you. Another dope conversation. Keep traveling and stay safe. Until next time, peace.